He's Sip, and I'm Sam, and this is the Sip and Sam Showdown with the Husker Extra podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Sam McEwen. This is Steve Sipple. And yeah, the World Herald and the Journal Star are joining forces. We are joining forces for the Husker Extra podcast. It is not only an app, but it'll be a website, and you can subscribe there right now at huskerextra.com. It is now live for people to look at, and you'll have an opportunity to see all of the best news and insight from both the World Herald and the Journal Star, the Journal Star and the World Herald, including from me and Sip. Sip, how you doing? Good. Isn't this interesting? It Sam? is interesting. We yes. we we've we've uh, we've never we've never kind of joined forces like this. I think the first time we've ever sat at a table in a room. Together. Yeah. Well, one thing that we both can do is talk. Yes, we can. We're. I mean, you're a very good conversationalist. So are you. I'm a blowhard, and we can do. <laughs> we can completely do this. Right? I, I think there's been a few times over the years when we're standing and waiting for Scott Frost to finish practice, uh, where we might have talked a little Nebraska football before now. So I think. Yeah, we I, don't. We have. You know what? We haven't done a lot of it, yeah. me and you. Right. I don't know if that's because we're competitors mm-hmm. and now the walls are crumbling down. That's, yeah, it, we're, we're, we're part of the same family and team. We've talked a little bit about mm-hmm. it, but we haven't. This will be the first time when we kind of have, you know, our, our own thoughts and our own takes well, on li- three topics. Yes, and I've listened. I've, it's not like I haven't listened to you over the years. I kind of know where you're coming from. I think yeah. you kind of know where I'm coming from. So let's do it. Let's do it. The first topic is a big one, and it's sort of a yeah, it's sort of a hot button topic. Is Scott Frost, Nebraska coach Scott Frost, going into year four on the hot seat? Well, it's I mean it's a legitimate question, um, and I would I mean to a certain extent we're all on a hot seat. To a certain extent, Dabo Sweeney's on a hot life, seat. Baby. Yeah, I mean if 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 Nick Saban goes three and nine, he's on a hot seat. Right. But yeah, I mean Frost because of a. 12 and 20 record through his first three seasons. Yeah, I mean, I think Scott Frost would agree on something of a hot seat. They have to, you know what, you know what the best way to put it, in my opinion, Sam? Mm. He has to give fans a reason for patience to have, I mean, to, to, he has to earn that patience now. I guess that's the best way to put it. I think Scott Frost has to earn the fans' patience. Because right now he hasn't really earned it. There's two parts to a hot seat discussion. The first part is obviously the coach who's on the hot seat. The second part is the person who's who's judging that that, yeah. that performance. Mm-hmm. In in 2014, coming off a nine and four season, Bo Pelini was on the hot seat. Maybe he shouldn't have been, but he was on the hot seat because Sean Eichhorn was his boss. If Scott Frost goes nine and four this year, he is not only not going to be on a hot seat in 2022. He's going to get a contract extension. Yeah. So the bar for what works and what doesn't work in terms of a successful season is lower for Frost, not only because, A, he's played nicer with people than Bo did in his day, but B, he's only in year four, and C, people people want him to succeed. I think there's a sense of that. I think fans have been a little harder on him at times, but simultaneously, I think people want this to be successful. They will take the smallest bit of, of hope and if this were an easier schedule, I think it would be easier for both of us to say, oh, yeah, he's fine. It's not the, it's not the 2022 schedule, though. It's the 2021 schedule, and it is hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really difficult from start to finish, but it's really backloaded. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it, they just, it just has to happen. But listen, what we're talking about 
is not they don't have to win nine games for Price right. to save his job. They don't have to win eight games probably. Well, so what we're talking about is what the AD said, Trev Alberts is incremental progress. They went four and eight first year, five mm-hmm. and seven the second. There was the COVID year. I mean, six and six is incremental progress. Is. A lot of people won't be thrilled with it. But as far as hot seat goes, I mean, he'd probably be safe at six and six. Two-year so, conversation. I think it's a two-year conversation okay. for Frost. Yeah. I think it's a one-year conversation for his assistants. And Ooh, interesting. I like his. I like a lot of the personalities among the assistants. But at the end of the day, Scott's going to keep his job at six and six. I don't think all of his assistants will. But, I yeah. Think, I think. I think he's going to get one chance to either reshuffle his staff or this staff's going to prove that they are an upper echelon group. An upper echelon is probably winning eight or nine games. If you're in that six or seven level, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to look your fan base and say, you know what, we're running all ten back. I just don't think you can do it, especially on the offense. That group has to get a lot better, or I think you're going to see change. Right. I mean, that that conversation always inevitably shifts to the running back position. I think the it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, let's face it. And and I would say second is the quarterback position. Um, And I I mean, those are difficult conversations, but those guys are they they understand where they're at. They understand the ramifications here. It's an interesting conversation with the running backs, though, because a lot of those guys are new guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about if it's Gabe Irvin, he's never carried the ball in a college game, right? Marquis Stepp has never carried it for Nebraska. Right. Sevian Morrison's never carried in a in a college game. It was a bad look that the guy that they recruited as a transfer came here and was hurt. Yeah, that, that's that, bad. Yeah. You, that 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 was not a good situation. It's also a bad look that the stepson of Jeff Smith is the number one running back in the Big 12 and maybe the best one in the country in Brees Hall. And Nebraska took Ramir Johnson and Ronald Tompkins instead of him. That's a bad look. And Tompkins got hurt, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. But Johnson has been nowhere near the kind of player they needed. And so, yes, I think the hot seat discussion isn't just about Scott, but it's about his staff. And you get one chance to hire, say, half of your staff over. Jeff Brom just did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Brom just cleared out his entire defensive staff because I think there's an understanding that if they go three and nine again, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So I think Frost gets I guess a two-year conversation with Frost, and I think this year he's going to get a pass unless they are abjectly terrible. Yeah, two it's and a, two and these are these are very nuanced conversations, right? I mean, they're for instance at running back again, like when we say. I hear people saying it's time to put up or shut up. <laughs> it's hard for me to, to say to Gabe Irvin, it's time to put up or shut up. Right. He's a young guy. Sevian Morrison, it's hard for me to say put up or shut up. Put it up is. or shut up? I haven't even carried a ball yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little different at quarterback. It okay? is. Oh, is it ever. It, it, it's a, I mean, at quarterback, if Adrian would continue to slide backward, now the conversation gets really awkward. It does. Right? Because because you can't there's really no there would be no real good reason for it, right? None. Not they, this year. Not this year. They're settled oh. into a system. Yep. They're not great around Adrian, but I think they're pretty good now. Better than last year. We don't. Yeah, I think so. We don't know about running backs so much. Mm-hmm. I'm confident receiver, tight end. They have two excellent tight ends. The offensive line should be pretty good. The most talented they've had in a while. Yeah, Adrian needs to show progress for Adrian, but he also needs to show progress. For the fans to have that confidence in in Mario Vardusco right. and Scott, that 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 because because remember when they came, 
one of the big selling points was look what, what we've done with quarterbacks, right? Since Scott especially. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're talking about McKenzie Melton. Um, Mariota. Heis- yeah, Mariota. Justin Herbert. Vernon Adams. Yeah, they got it all that right. Yeah. And that's what I mean, I can remember writing reams about it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Adrian, gear four, let's see it. I think, I think it's going to happen. I do. Do let's, you? I do. Yes. I, I think Adrian's a better quarterback than we, we, including me, have probably given him credit for over the years. I think also that if he were to have transferred out, he would have gotten better offers to go to better schools than we think he would have. I think he would have went to a better school than Wendell Robinson did. Now Robinson went home for the reason he went home, but he would have went to a school better than Kentucky. That's just my thought. I mean, you got guys going from Colorado to Oregon. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Guy leaving Oregon and going to Texas Tech. I think, I think Adrian would have gotten a good school. Second topic. Will Trev Albert's, Halbert's hiring help Scott Frost stay off the hot seat? Or does it turn it up because he is a different evaluation tool than maybe Bill Moose? I think any time an AD is a new AD, or almost any time a new AD is hired, it naturally turns up that he, mm-hmm. he's not – you know, they're not married, so to speak. Um, like, you know, it's just sort of a natural conversation. I think it, it did turn up the heat a little on Sky. I think we all agree on that. Now, it's, it, again, nuanced. Trev Alberts is a very reasonable person. He's a Nebraska person. I think he genuinely wants Scott to succeed. I don't think he's looking for a reason to jettison Scott Frost. Um, so it's a little different than it might. For instance, I think Sean Eichhorst was looking for reasons to fire Bo Pelini. Yes. Um, I think Harvey Perlman was looking for reasons to fire Bo Pelini. I don't, I mean, I, come I, on. I, yeah. yeah, and I don't think we're, in, I don't think we have that situation here. No. I don't think the chancellor and the no. president are looking they for reasons. They really don't want to. Right. I don't think that's the, that's the vibe I get is we would really love for this to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, there's just. There's, the, there's a sense of it hasn't gone well so far. I have a sense that maybe Trev feels like the apparatus, as he said, around Frost isn't as good as it could have been, that maybe he hasn't had the level of administrative expertise and excellence around him that freed Frost up to be a coach and a recruiter, that Scott was having to do things that he probably shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. The one I always bring up is Maurice Washington, should have been taken out of his hands, way earlier than it was and said we love you we we love maurice but you can't handle this this can't be yours and uh i think that would have saved them games and heartache and all kinds of stuff and moose just kind of let frost handle it didn't think that was a great step for them um i think alberts would be more of a the kind of person that wants to put administrative controls around frost that he may not love but he may actually benefit from it's, I think all that, I think there's something to all that, um, but it goes back to what I said initially. Frost has to earn the fans' patient, mm-hmm. patience. He has to earn the AD's patience. It's, that's the way I look at this. Sure. He, there has to be signs, and we'll, we'll get to that. There has to be clear-cut signs that, that justify you. Me, the fans, the AD, everybody being patient. And people are looking for it. Now they're looking harder. I mean, they're definitely looking harder. It's just kind of evolved that way. I mean, I think that the, I know we we got a few minutes left here. Here's the deal, Sam. The one lesson in all this to me is clear. 
you hail too much praise on a head coach coming in. You give him this incredible runway mm-hmm. and and set this up. You're almost setting him up for failure. Right. I mean, because I think I think there might have been some relaxation. And now it's like, oh God. Yep. We're twelve and twenty. Right. It's time. But but here's the good news. I think Frost feels pretty much like everybody else does. When did the relaxation happen? Well, that's just my it's my personal opinion. Sure. But when did year you think one, that occurred? Year one. After year one, between year one and year well, two? Well, I think it was just relaxation's not maybe the best word, a lack of urgency maybe. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that, that, you know, it's hindsight. But I kind of felt it. And then all of a sudden they were, oh, remember, they're 0-6. Right. And boom. Not a lot of pressure, though. Right. I mean, you're 0-6 without a lot of pressure. Right. Year two didn't feel like there was a lot of pressure. Then the no. pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what I'm saying is now here we are. Right. It kind of it kind of came all at once. This right. conversation. Again, though, it's 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 made easier by the fact I think they have a bunch of guys over there that kind of think like we do. It's time. The ten the tenure. If you want to argue the tenure turned in 2019, I, pr- I think it probably turned that Minnesota game when Nebraska looked outclassed, outcoached, got beat up, played. got beat up in 2020. It turned with the Illinois game when you had, yep. when you had, and, and Frost did not do this, but Moose did complained about the schedule and, and set up a woe is me tracked. And you're one and two going to play Illinois, which wasn't any good and was going to fire its coach. And you lose by the amount that they did uh, after changing quarterbacks. I think people were like, I remember people telling me this was sort of the Big 12 or Big 10 championship moment from 2012. Like, oh, boy, this may not work. And so I think that he's still trying to gain back the confidence. And it's ironic that Illinois is the first game this year because I think that game means so much more than almost every other opener, maybe since Frank and Oklahoma State in 2003. Now, he passed that test. That's what I hear. That's what I hear, yeah. You know, this this opener is like that, and people are like, all right, what are you going to do? And if you win it, we'll feel better. And I think Scott will get treated better than Frank did in 03 because I think Trev is a different person mm-hmm. than the guy that was that was the AD then. But it's a huge, huge, huge opening. When you think about the weaknesses that this team has going into that game, because they're going to be challenged in some way. That won't be Fordham. What are the, maybe what are one of the two weaknesses that this team has that they still have to work on? Special teams. I mean, that, that's the big one. It I mean, is. and there's a lot that goes into that conversation, obviously. But, I mean, kicking it through the end zone, return. I mean, the whole – the gamut. I mean, you want to see – when you – if you're a fan and you turn on that game, you want to see Nebraska flying down the field initially. Right. Right? Just start with that. I mean, you don't want to see – I mean, there's going to be mistakes. Kids are going to make mistakes, but you don't want to see dumb mistakes. Right. Um, so there's – I mean, there's a ton that goes into that, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. If we see more polished special teams, sharp special teams, hair on fire special teams, I think everybody will breathe a little bit of sigh of relief right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, come on, where else? Turnovers, I mean – that's that's going to be a big thing and then to reduce the number of times Adrian Martinez runs the ball. There's a correlation, <laughs> not causation, Absolutely. but a correlation between number of times guy runs it, times quarterback fumbles it. Mm-hmm. A quarterback is not a running back. You cannot expect a quarterback to run it 25 times and not fumble. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It almost never happens. And so at some point you can say it's on Adrian to fumble, but you actually say no, it's on the coaches. They have to not rely on him 20 times a game. 
You can go back and watch Scott Frost. Scott Frost may be the toughest quarterback that Nebraska ever had as a runner. He wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. But as a runner, he was intimidating. Mm-hmm. He fumbled, too. Mm-hmm. They fumble. That's what yeah, happens it's not, yeah. with running quarterbacks. So they have to reduce the amount of times Adrian gets hit. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's that element of it, and there's a the broader element, just asking too much of a human being in general. I, I mean, I always thought if they were going to beat Wisconsin two years ago, my thought that week was, well, Adrian, if they're going to beat Wisconsin, Adrian's probably going to have to throw for 200 and run for 100. Right. Well, think about that. Really? You got, he has <laughs> to do he that? <laughs> yeah, he I probably did. He might have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he did it's or not. very close. I, I, you know, they had a good day offensively. That right. Time. But that's too much. Yeah. I mean, that, you can't that, – that, that's a lot of mental strain. It is. That's – that's a lot of mental strain week to week. You have to, yeah, I believe a big critical element to this season is taking mental strain off Adrian week to week, doing what you can. Running back can help that. Those big tight ends can help it. Right. Samari Ture in the slot can help it. I do think they got some pieces that can help it. I, they need to get better in the red zone, and that's about the oh, coaches. God, yeah. Yeah. So the, the amount of touchdown passes that they've thrown in the last two years have been anemic. And it's been a huge issue. They've one of the five or six worst red zone passing offenses in the country the last two years. Some of that is on their on their coordinator, not Lubick so much, but definitely on Walters. Uh, some of that's on the head coach. Some of that's on the quarterbacks coach. Some of that's on Adrian, and some of that's on the players they put around him. At the end of the day, when you said in 2019, J.D. Spielman and Wondell Robinson are going to go catch touchdown passes at five foot seven. That's very hard to do. Yes, they is. have bigger targets now. Teray was important. Even in the slot, he's really important. And the tight ends, Austin Allen, Travis Vokalek. But at the same time, they got to scheme it up. No more, uh, you know, shovel passes uh, to a running back that's coming around the end. It, that, that's really important. All right. We have to finish up. This is our wow. first podcast. Went fast, didn't it? That's hardcore football talk, Sam. It was. We'll be back for our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sip and Sam Showdown.